Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Four Corners Podcast. My name is Shad. I am here tonight with Matt and Brad. What is up, guys? What's the uh, haps, folks? You. I just have to say I'm in awe of the L.A. Park versus Masato Tanaka match. Yeah, uh, before before uh, before we came on the air, we were discussing uh, WrestleMania weekend and all the, the wacky different matches that have already been announced for some of the indie promotions that are putting on shows that weekend oh man that there's that was the that was on the spring break special right yeah that's part of a joey janela spring break part two uh which is sold out but i was debating whether to buy a ticket uh and and see and i'm sold on (laughs) on one of the matches which is la park versus masato tanaka which will be tremendous i really want to see a lot of stuff on that card no chair no chair in the area (laughs) will be safe no no if any if they were ever going to bring back the old ecw throw chairs in the ring that's it it would it should be that one that's exactly what i was and given that this battle that show is going to start at like 12 uh midnight saturday eve saturday well really sunday morning uh, you're gonna probably have a lot of very drunk people, so we. You're gonna have out. a lot of people in an altered state of and, mind. And um, there is a good chance that LA Park will punch someone right in the face. <laughs> okay. He'll be, he'll be right. sitting right there in jail with uh, Connor McGregor. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. So, um, listen, we're gonna be talking about some stuff tonight. There's been some stuff happening, so we thought it'd be good to do a state of right now episode. With everything flying around, um, we would love to hear from you guys. We would love to hear your thoughts. Do you agree with this? Do you disagree with this? Do you think we just have the silkiest, smoothest voices you've ever heard? Or do you think we're way off base? Please hit us up on our social media. What would be the first social media we usually plug, Brad? Uh, That would be Facebook, and you can uh, find us Four Corners Podcast. That is the number four corners as one word podcast. Make sure you share it with that grandma you had that loves to watch wrestling and uh, see what she thinks about us, too. Uh, now, for uh, for Dave Meltzer's favorite platform, Matt, which one would that be? That would be Twitter. Um, Dave Meltzer gets in a lot of trouble uh, talking <laughs> to people on Twitter. He should probably not have that as his number one. But uh, we are at Podcast Four Corners. That's the capital P in podcast. That's the number four in corners at Podcast Four Corners. And then we are also on Instagram because, well, rule of three and all that kind of stuff. We are on there as the number four corners podcast, no spaces, because they don't let you put spaces on Instagram. I post all of our shows on there, and then occasionally I uh, I just post something else silly that I find out of the archives or something like that. Um, also, we are a... Collar and Elbow Affiliate. Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Support your local indie wrestler. If you want some gear, if you want some comfy stuff, if you want some stuff with some credibility to wear to Joey Janela's Spring Break 2 on WrestleMania weekend, get yourself some Collar and Elbow. And while you're doing that, use the promo code, the number four, Corners Podcast. That's no spaces, capital C in Corners, capital P in Podcast. Save yourself 10 percent off of your order that's collar and elbow the wrestling brand an affiliate that we are an affiliate with happy to be an affiliate with because they're super guys i I meet the guys that run it about once a year and they're always just great and speaking of 
something vaguely spring break related in our shout out. Take it away, Matt. Uh, we're going to give a shout out to the man himself, Epico Cologne, uh, who lives life in the fast lane, guys. <laughs> uh, that's nice. I love it. That's a great segue, man. That's excellent. <laughs> that's God. That's mm, can't have oh, internet high five. There you go. All right. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, as Matt said, we're gonna we're gonna start off by talking a little bit about fast lane. We're not gonna. Um, we're not going to dwell on a whole lot, but we're going to move our way through it, and it's going to be um, – uh, we're going to have some varied opinions, so there'll be some good discussion. Um, Fastlane, what, two, three weeks before Mania, always kind of – it seems kind of weird for us to have that on – you know, for them to have this pay-per-view. What, it, didn't they used to call it Roadblock? because the idea was that it was supposed to be used as part of the build. Now they're just like, hell, we're just having a uh, pay-per-view show right before Mania. I think Roadblock was a famous 1990s... Um, Jobber. Yeah, he for was. I remember him walking down the ring with the big sawhorses that said road clothes on it. Um, and he looked like he could block a road. <clears throat> but here we are uh, talking about Fastlane. Um, the pre-show, we saw Big E and Xavier Woods defeat Rusev and Nakamura. They changed the name of, or maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but I think they changed the name of what they called the Midnight Hour, which was their, their tag finish. It's now called the Up, Up, Down, Down. <laughs> so it's it's Big E doing his big ending with Xavier doing a flying DDT with it. Um, defeated them. And when the show started... Someone comes up to Kofi and says, uh, "Mr. McMahon would like to talk to you about the about the uh, uh, World Heavyweight Title match." And so Kofi runs off to his office, and we go to the ring. And the first match on the show proper, because New Day versus Rusev and Nakamura, or Rusamora or whatever, um, was the Usos versus Miz and Shane. Um, this match went about fourteen minutes. Uh, stuff happened, <laughs> but that's not really the thing to talk about on this. Um, the Russos came away with the win, but uh, would one of you guys like to tell her, you know, give our listeners a, a quick retrospective on on what happened? Did you watch this match, Brad? No, I really didn't see much of this pay per view. I had stuff going on, and I looked at the oh. card, and I was kind of like, oh, you know, this is pretty skippable. Yeah, um, I did. I did not see this, so I can't really okay. tell. Um, except so, well, go, go ahead, ahead. Man. go ahead, go no, ahead. No, no, go, go ahead. ahead. I've been talking for like five minutes. Uh, well, one, it looks like this match went fourteen minutes, which sounds like way too long. Looking at actually looking at the card, that was pro- that was the third longest match on the show. It was, and I don't know why. Like, you don't need Shane McMahon out there wrestling for fifteen minutes or close they, to it. They always like put him in absurdly long stuff. Well, yeah. he always milks the crowd right before he does a big thing for a long time. <clears throat> um, did you see the aftermath, Matt? Uh, not really, but I okay. guess from what I gathered, uh, they lost the titles back to the Usos. Uh, and then Shane, would you say he turned heel? Like, aren't they kind of supposed to be heels already? Well, Shane hadn't been acting as it. He definitely turned heel. Mm-hmm. 
Mrs. Dad was at ringside again, and like they went over. I talked to Mrs. Dad, and Mrs. Is like, sorry, Dad, I was, I was hoping we could do it. And his dad's like, it's okay, guys. You know, it was good to see you out there working for it. And they start to walk away, and then Shane just runs over him, runs over Miz, and throws the best punches I've ever seen Shane McMahon throw doing a beatdown on Miz that looked pretty stiff, <laughs> which means Shane might, might suffer from what a friend of mine called um, – shoot fighter punches where they know how to throw like actual punches but in the ring they don't want to murder somebody so they like make their punches look really bad because they're trying not to like actually hammer somebody um shane like slapped Miz's dad around and then put Miz in a leg triangle choke in order to kind of drive the point home incidentally in cleveland in Miz's hometown well, they always have. They always make yeah. people look like chumps in their hometown. Yeah, because it's. Can easy I just heat. say, like, of all the programs WWE could run, this would probably be bottom five of ones I actually want to see happen. Uh, yeah, I'm not real invested in this, so here we are. This okay. is like this would be on the level of like seeing them break up Tamina and Nia Jax and having them wrestle. Oh wow. Oh, uh, we'll get there. Not not to them breaking up, but we'll get to Tamina and Nia. Um, the next match on the card, Asuka faced Mandy Rose with Sonya Deville. I take it uh, Mandy Rose managed to not concuss Asuka this time? Uh, it sure didn't look like it. Oh, or God, if, really? If No, no, I mean, it did not look like Asuka got concussed. Oh, okay. Um... Mandy Rose's entrance looks like someone sneezed on the lens of the camera because they fuzz everything around. Like, it's, I don't know what they're doing. Like, Mandy's in, in clear focus and everything around her's all fuzzed. And I think I said that in a group chat I was in, and someone said, well, that, that's, that's not sneeze. Um, but she comes out with that, and they, they come out, and Asuka comes out, and Asuka is being classic Asuka, I guess, which was cool. And, Matt, did you get to see this one? No, I only really uh, sort of picked up after was the next one, the the Bar-Kofi match, but okay, I did not see this one. This one, it was only it was 6 minutes, 40 seconds. This was weird because early in the match, Sonya Deville's digging around under the ring looking for something, and nothing happens. And then later in the match, Sonya Deville gets under the ring and finds a kendo stick and pulls it out. Why it's now become regular road crew um, procedure to store kendo sticks under the ring, I'm not sure. But So she pulls that out. Asuka shoots Mandy off. Mandy trips, maybe trips? I'm not exactly sure on where the apron was thrown up. And then Asuka spin kicks the piss out of Mandy Rose. Like, they played it on replay, and that was stiff as a board. Maybe that was a receipt for the head drop uh, a couple weekends ago. That would have been... I I can subscribe to this theory. Um, Even with no supporting evidence, I can totally subscribe to this theory. Uh, After this, 
Big E and Xavier find Kofi standing outside of Vince's office, and they're like, what are you still doing out here? He goes, every time I knock, it says, don't wait. And they're like, you've been out here for an hour. And so they barge in, and Vince is like, I've been waiting on you for an hour. And I'm like, what? Yeah, this was really... I, I didn't like this. No. I, go ahead. I mean, it got worse. In my it did. It did. Um, Vince says, you know what? Like, because... Because Big E and Xavier like make the case for Kofi. Kofi's not making the case. His, his friends are making the case for him. And so Vince says, you know what? You're right. I'm going to make the WWE title match a triple threat match. And and you're going to be in the match. You're going to be in a match. And it's happening right now. You need to get out to the ring. And he points to the other two. And he goes, you two are banned from ringside. So the music hits. And here comes Kofi running down to the ring. And it's like, cool. And I'm like... WWE title match is going a little bit early, but they've done that before. Okay, whatever. And then the bar comes out. And we have a non-tag handicap match, basically just to see the bar beat up on Kofi. So did the crowd, like, shit all over this? The crowd just deflated, like, at the end. Because, like, through the match, the crowd's waiting for Kofi to do the the big, crazy, babyface underdog Come back. This match went five minutes, 15 seconds. Basically, the bar beat up Kofi. New Day comes running in anyway, even though they're banned. And Rusev Amora, like, shanghais them on the way to the ring. So, so can I ask a crazy question? Because uh, I didn't see the show. What the yeah. fuck did this, like, purpose did this serve? Uh, absolutely none. I'm really, like, absolutely kind of furious about this booking. Because it, it's – I don't even know what the hell that they're doing. Because so, – so part of the reason I didn't watch this show is I was like – I kind of checked the results out and I had I, – to see if I should watch anything. And I saw the result to this and I'm like, wait a minute. Like I thought he's supposed to be like challenging for the title here. And then I was just like, you know what? Like this show can just fuck off already. Yeah, look. I, I'm sorry. With all due respect to to all the other workers on the roster – um, maybe you could say Roman Reigns because he just came back from, you know, having cancer. And you could certainly say that uh, that Becky Lynch is bigger. But after those two, like Kofi right now is like your hottest guy, like legit. Yeah. People like are, are just red hot for him. They want to see him win the title, like flat out. And oh, so, yeah. So of course, like what you do is take your your like hottest baby face, at least on SmackDown, and you just have him get his ass handed to him in a handicap match, and don't even really give him like a hope spot to to actually win the damn thing. Why did you? Why did they do this? Like that's you know this is this is this is why your ratings suck because you they they've done this for. I was gonna say ten years, but that's not even true. It's more like eighteen years now where. They make you feel stupid for actually liking someone. Yeah, it, you. it's like, I mean, if you're a hardcore, you're extraordinarily frustrated and you just get pissed off. But if you're like a casual fan or someone who's trying to get into it, like you, you, you're being conditioned. Oh, I shouldn't care about this guy. I shouldn't yeah. care about him. It's, it's, it, the only thing, well, no, it's not true. This like the cynical part of me is thinking this is Vince being like, Oh, you know, you're going to get that over. And it wasn't my thing. And it's like, Oh yeah, we'll show you. The other part of me is thinking 
the 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 less cynical part of me was thinking is like, are we doing like an extended Daniel Bryan thing here about making him the underdog? But Daniel Bryan didn't get the high holy crap beaten out of him straight up and just I, lose. So yeah, I've heard the the rumor, or not. I guess it's not really a rumor, but I guess an explanation that has been postulated is that they. Now their way of like getting smaller babyface guys over is to oh we'll just do a Daniel Bryan where their take on that is of course is just have the guy get his ass handed to him all the time and then just you expect people to have sympathy but I think that doesn't remotely work you have to be it's really like people got into Daniel Bryan because Daniel Bryan's personality and charisma kind of lent itself to that like it, it's not going to work with anyone else per se. Daniel Bryan was an amazing underdog babyface, and he, yeah. it, it also worked because he was he was like the pure white meat babyface version of Austin versus the Authority kind of thing, right? This was not this was not Daniel Bryan like steers a steals a well not a beer truck I don't know like a, a way smoothie truck and sprays everybody in the ring kind of thing. This was Daniel Bryan is such a good guy that he goes out there and he scraps for everything. And he still wins, and he's over like crazy. Kofi doesn't need to be a scrappy babyface. You just let Kofi go out there, do some cool stuff for people that want to see him do cool stuff, and have him win. There you go. If you yeah. want to throw him in this handicap match, then you, you, you lay the match out. You know the bar is good at what they do, but you just have Kofi slip something at the wrong time. So... I don't know, Cesaro just or like Seamus broke kicks Cesaro, Kofi Trouble in Paradise is one of them and gets the pin and there you go. Yeah. Or or just it, there could be a miscommunication, uh one of the bar accidentally hits the other one like you just said and then just like a small like a small package or a roll up from behind. I right. Just, why do they and keep you, doing this though? Because so uh, you just you ruined Braun, you broke up Rusev Day for no reason, and now you're well on your way to squandering Kofi. It, I I don't know how much input Vince actually has into match finishes or other things like that. So if it's not him calling it, and I I kind of have questions as to, you know, his if if he is calling things, then it's like maybe he shouldn't be anymore because he's clearly lost touch with it. But if otherwise, it's it's you know whatever the. 20 30 people they have on staff who used to yeah. you know they, they wrote a couple episodes of big bang theory and that's apparently like all their qualifications they need for someone like vince who you know wants to quote make movies well let's consider who's on staff that knows what they're doing okay bruce pritchard is back on staff he should know what he's doing right yeah um who are the who are the top agents on like Road Dog is one of the people that's in charge of SmackDown. He should know what he's doing, right? Uh, um, from, from the things he defends on social media, I'm going to say he doesn't know what he's doing. He should know. That doesn't mean he does, right? Usually, um, from when they release the agent notes, like it seems like Jamie Noble's name's always attached to good stuff. Okay, mm -hmm. so maybe. The Braun thing, my understanding was that whenever they were pushing Braun, Braun was coming in late, leaving early, not hanging around for other stuff, and that, that kind of pissed everybody off. Because old locker room tradition is you hang around until the end in case they need you. Um, and then him not get, him getting there late means that they weren't a, they the ability to maybe 
do some promos or stuff like that was they couldn't do it. So Braun might have sabotaged himself in that. I don't know. That's a rumor I've heard. Yeah, but you know, I think that's 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 I think that's kind of juvenile. But then again, that's also. Yeah, but that stuff that stuff always conveniently gets leaked whenever they ruin someone with total incompetence. It's always some way to try to cover. Yeah. Well, or the flip side of the coin is it gets ignored for other people. You know, how many wellness violations did some people on the roster get ignored or have a new policy written so wellness violations could drop off after a certain amount of time? Uh, they we, Are we talking about one, um, let's see, Randy O, that they changed the policies <laughs> they didn't have to fire? Yeah, a little bit. So, I don't know. I don't. I don't understand what's going on. And we're going to come back to that thought, too. Just hang in there. But suffice to say, this pissed the crowd off something bad. Um, and, and the crowd did not forget. Now, this match let all the wind out of the sails going into the next match. Incidentally, Elias had a quick little segment in this show like three or four times. So he had one, and they do this. And then after this match, Elias is back out there. And I guess they sent him out there to try and, and, and like, wake the crowd back up because the crowd was, you know, they let the air out of the balloon something bad. Oh, yeah. This this kind of killed the show for a little bit. You know, yeah. You know what I want to see now? I want to see Gritty, like, El Cabong, like, um, Elias at Mania. <laughs> Man, how cool would it be to have that be kind of the new Pete Rose Kane thing? Except they're the guy's getting over on Elias. Because uh, Gritty, Gritty kind of called him out on Twitter for that Philadelphia shot at him. Uh, Gritty is a great follow, if you don't follow Gritty <laughs> on, uh, on social media. If you, I don't can, know how, if you can handle the crazy eyes, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm don't. i not a big fan of uh, Philly uh, in any respect, but uh, they always do get some good mascots, and he's a great one. Yeah, he is a good one. So what do they do to try and bring the show back after they have Elias go out there? Triple threat match for the Raw Tag Team titles of The Revival, defending against Aleister Black and Ricochet, and Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. Because I know when I need a crowd to wake up, I'm going to send a bunch of guys out there that no one gives a crap about. Dude, dude, no. Hot damn, this was a good match. It was a good match, yeah. And it did bring the crowd back. It absolutely worked. Did, yeah, they did gave this, it They gave it 11 to, minutes. Uh, is this the one where they had to like drag the crowd like kicking and screaming back into they, it? They did drag the crowd into it. At the beginning, everyone comes out and, you know, um, Ricochet and Black come out first because they're the hot new act. And it's like, send them out for, okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. And then Gable and Rude come out and they've got the flashy entrance. <laughs> and it's like, okay, because people still like to shout glorious. And then the revival comes out, and when the revival comes, you can tell the crowd's still like deflated. But over the course of this match, they brought it back, and it was really good. Like I enjoyed the hell out of this match. What is it? Yeah. With, what is it with these pay per views and like just murdering the crowd in the first like third of the show? Well, that that mean if if you're gonna do something like that, you got to have enough time to try and bring them back. 
And so I was like, well, they might crap on this. Well, my thought is, you could just not do it. But <laughs> the other side is, you know, they could just, they're, they're like, well, we got enough time to bring it back. So if we're going to do it, we'll do it here. Yeah, but sometimes you don't, though. Remember, the, remember when they killed the Mania crowd and they didn't come back? Which which one are you referring to? When you know the when they brought Daniel Bryan back and they immediately like took him out of the match and the crowd just like died for the entire show and oh didn't yeah. come back. Oh we well there was also a, even like Bryan's return was one of the high points of the show and it went on too early in that case. But anyway, um, did Matt Matt. Mm-hmm. share your thoughts about this one because no i really like this one a lot um it's sad that well they already they've they've had uh, the revival have the, the championships but and i don't really feel like they're doing a ton of with them uh this match was pretty good though uh gable and rude i thought were really good um black and ricochet got a bunch of like cool stuff i don't like i don't like them as a team just because i feel like they're better they have more it's better for them starting out as uh kind of singles but i actually in a weird way kind of do like them as a team i think for like an odd pairing they kind of are making it work Um, yeah and they were kind of coordinating at points like that it's just actually pretty cool um so i don't know i'm almost kind of getting sold on it the problem is just that like the the tag team they're not really gonna do anything with tag teams like i wish they would yeah. in the wwe because that's it'd be such an, an awesome thing if they actually had like a really great tag division and it's so easy to do considering yeah. how many people they have on this roster like it's insane how many people are under wwe employ uh throughout and it, like it'd be a no-brainer to have like all these guys that you're not using you could easily just have them work in the tag team division but i don't know but uh i thought it was a great match like it, it it did kind of bring the crowd back up. It started off a little slow, but they did build towards it. Um, good match. Like the finish kind of came. I, I don't think the, the crowd realized like the finish is going to come that quickly. Uh, but then it I guess had... they, they kind of went home happy though. Cause Ricochet got it in some of his cool moves. So um, they got the ending on that match was excellently done. Yeah. The problem is that the ending on that match involved one of those blink and you miss it tags. Mm-hmm. That's kind of it's really hard for a big crowd to get because Ricochet's the legal man. He runs, he jumps, he steps on the top turn. No, he runs, he he jumps and he clears not only the post but like the LED post. Gable tags him in midair and not like it just reached out and touched him like time the tag on his side perfectly rolls in there and that's the revival, you know, got over on him and hit the shatter machine. Oh my God. That was so smoothly done. Just look, this match was fantastic. I enjoyed it so much. And if you're sitting there thinking I'm overselling it, then I'll shake my finger at you because I loved this. Yeah, you're not going to get a lot of kind of old school tag matches like we saw here uh, a lot these days in the WWE. So you kind of have to enjoy it when you get it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. The next match on the card was a four way match for the United States Heavyweight Championship 
after Samoa Joe had taken it off of Truth like a week or two prior. It was the it, I looked and he's only had it for a week, so he must have taken okay. it on SmackDown. So obviously they finally decided to put our Truth back on TV again if he lost the belt. He well he, he did, but our Truth was also really entertaining to watch. Our Truth was he was in a triple threat for the U.S. title with him, Ray, and Andrade on SmackDown two weeks ago then, which was fun to watch. And I didn't see Joe pick it up, but this match was good. Like, this was fun. This might be, like, Melcher might might give this many stars because it was fast paced and they did lots of stuff. Can, but, can we talk about the fact that Andrade's been like quietly the best worker in the WWE this year so far? He's been really good. I don't know that I would say it in the entire company, but he's been very good and it's it's sad that they're not doing a lot more with him. I mean he's he was in this match and he's been having some really good matches with Ray, but yeah, he's been tremendous. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of a nice, subtle push they're giving him. He works with Ray a lot. They have great chemistry. They do really cool things, and then they incorporate other people. Um, this match was just fun. Mm-hmm. Incidentally, R-Truth doing John, John Cena's shtick is more <laughs> over than John Cena doing John Cena's shtick. It's... it's well, John Cena even, what? John Cena was his childhood hero. <laughs> I love Corey Graves just having an aneurysm on commentary about it. He's like, hey, can't be his childhood hero. Our truth is six years older. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's the joke. But man, this was this was a lot of fun. Um, Joe brings it home, which is great. Finally, Joe's got, you know, got some title recognition. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does at Mania. Uh, listen, between the, the Raw tag title match and the United States Heavyweight Championship, as much fun as I had watching those, I will absolutely say that it was this that was worth this show. Like, ever how much I did or not enjoy, did or did not enjoy the rest of the show, for me, those two matches made it worthwhile. I enjoyed them so much. See, it's, it's stuff like this, though. This is why I don't watch a lot of the pay-per-views live, because it's easier to go back and just um, just to fast-forward through the fat and get to the good stuff. This is this was back-to-back good stuff. This was 20 minutes worth of really good wrestling. Um, I think Matt agrees with me, right? Yeah. These two matches were pretty damn solid. Yeah. That's... Really enjoyable. Yeah, neither one, though, was my favorite match. We'll get to that a little bit later. <laughs> okay. Um, the next match on the card was for the <laughs> women's tag titles. <laughs> this was not my favorite match. No. Let's clear up any ambiguity. <laughs> so, um, did, did Naya and Tamina manage to not injure someone during this match? Well, oh, I God. Don't, questionable. Anyone got injured, did they? Uh, no, I don't think during the match, but oh, oh, it, look, God. this was not a good match. Uh, Bailey and Sasha were doing the best they could, considering they're in there with Nia, who who can be okay, who can be okay, um, but has a tendency to you know not legitimately and yeah, le- legitimately injure people. Yeah, uh, 
<laughs> and Tamina, who might actually be, and I, and this is this going to sound like hyperbole, uh, but I, I, I've seen so many different workers now in the WWE, and she might be the worst one. No, she's. I will give her. I will give her slight credit. She might be on par with Nathan Jones. Wow. Um. The only one who in where 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 did she fall on the Eva Marie scale? Um, oh. Eva Marie at least wasn't a danger to other people and herself. Yeah. But get this, Chad. When we 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 were talking about her on some show, she's been doing this for like a decade. I know. Yeah, I she's know. she's debuted like years ago. You know, there are some people who, whenever they're they they had family who was in the business, they learn a lot from their family and learn to do well. I guess Tamina takes after her mom. I have to say, like, I almost it's almost impressive how long she's been doing this and how inept she still is. She's just so stiff, like. Uh, Okay, when whenever Braun Strowman first showed up on TV, he was stiff, he didn't move well, and you know, everything he did, it, it kind of looked like he just looked stiff, right? It just but he grew out of it. Tamina seems to be stuck that way. Well, and she's like 40 now, too. Okay, well, they're So, yeah, this the, now in this match, I have to give so much credit to Bailey. Mm-hmm. Bailey worked like a monster in this match, and it was her stuff was on point. She's been kind of on point like for the last couple months and gets no love for it whatsoever. She deserves some love for it. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, uh, I I, mean, I actually have no complaints about the team of. Of Bailey and Sasha, like they, I think they've been great. I, I, it's sad that this is kind of like their first feud or or of sorts, I guess, since winning the championship. Um, like I really think they're great. Like they could, they could do a lot with both of them. They weren't doing much with them beforehand, so might as well. I don't think that these tag titles are even needed, but if you're going to have them, might as well put them on these two and just have them have great matches with, you know, all the other women on the roster. Uh, they did a. I thought Bailey and and really kind of Sasha too did kind of a yeoman's job with this match. It wasn't a great match. Um, it's probably one of my least favorite on the show outside of, I guess the Kofi match. But yeah, uh, it was fine. It was fine. It was it was there. They did they did a great job. I kind of appreciated that. So, well, like um, like you know Sasha did fine, but. In watching this, I I was just so impressed by all of the work Bailey did, and it was really good. She brought this together. Um, now, Matt, you you referenced after. Uh, go ahead. Well, because of course, like they can't just let Tamina and Nia lose their heat. So there was like a brawl afterwards. Uh, this is where things get weird, and it kind of makes me like unhopeful for Mania. Um, so they're brawling outside, and then I forget was it Baylor or was it Sasha? Uh, 
that what? Well, one of the I I forget who it was. It was either Bailey or Sasha, but Nia like chucks supposed to I think throw oh. her on top of the Oh yeah, that table. was Sasha. Okay. It was Sasha. And I think I think she was supposed to just throw her like on top of the announce table. She like chucked her right over it. And it's oh, like yeah. It's like I hope that she didn't injure the girl cuz she th- wildly overthrew her target there. Yeah. And, and then she, after the match, after the match, we had uh, Beth Phoenix who was offering, who who's doing commentary. All of a sudden, she's in the face of uh, Nia and Tamina, which led to kind of a brawl with her, and then some fighting in the ring. And then Natalie comes out, and there's like a four way brawl, and then uh, Beth and Natalie get beat down. So, yeah, I'm worried that that's going to be a tag match at Mania. Nia and Tamina versus Beth Phoenix coming out of retirement and uh, Natalie Neidhart. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I think that's pretty sure it's going to happen. Ugh. I'm not opposed to Beth and Natalie forming a tag team. Uh, I just don't see why you're actually having Tamina and Nia involved. It. I don't know. It, it just doesn't. That just seems like such a weird choice. I, I I can't I can't figure it out. There's just better places to go with the women's division than those two. Well, I, I guess we're we're trying to get everybody on the show. I don't know. But I mean, I but. mean, I would rather the iconics be in there, and the iconics suck. Yeah, I will defend the iconics because their their ring work isn't great. But man, their character work is amazing. You, I, they commit to their gimmick. They are shrill. They are annoying, and they do that gimmick perfectly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's better than Nia and Tamina, like cardboard, um, mean people. Yes, that is true. So um, that's a slight improvement. But if you were to put the iconics up against Nia and Tamina. Who do you cheer for? That's the problem. Who wow. do you? Who do you? Who do you? Who's who's the good guy in that? Well, you cover your eyes because uh, an iconic is probably getting broken. Yeah. So. Anyway, that happened. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, then we came to the WWE title, and Kevin Owens makes the entrance first. And the crowd's quiet. How does uh how does KO look? Does he look like he's dropped a little weight, or is he uh? Yeah, yeah, he's okay. dropped a little weight. Um, I mean, he still looks like Kevin Owens, but he's dropped a little weight. So he got no reaction. Everybody was waiting on one thing. Oh. He comes out, and everyone's waiting, and Brian comes out, and yes, people boo Daniel Bryan because his current heel gimmick pisses people off. No, 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 that's not why. No. No, they boo him because they're fickle. <laughs> they're fickle. They consume. By the way, whenever they put the the um, the uh, the logo up for this, you know how they put the logo, like the the title belt up for it. Did they have the what they did? Did you 
Did you? Well, it's better than that. Did you see the graphic, Matt? They put the uh, like a shot of the planet Earth up there, and then they had the recycle arrows come up, and then the sustainable title faded in for the graphic. Oh, nice. They, I mean, they committed to that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, if they put that restain, uh, the sustainable belt up uh, as a replica, I don't, I don't generally buy replicas, but I will buy that one. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I don't. They own, have my money. <laughs> I don't own a title belt. I've never wanted to own a title belt. I will buy that belt. I am, I'm, I'm so. There's so many things about that as part of Brian's gimmick that just, they're just perfect, and it cracks me up. It's it's not the big flashy thing it's supposed to be. It looks, you know, the colors are not, they don't pop the same way. And yet, it's perfect. I love it. And then here's what everyone was waiting for. It's because Vince had said this match was going to be a triple threat. And so everyone's sitting there going, all right, Kofi may have not come out early, come out well early, but, you know, here he comes. And that's not what happened. Oh, my um, God, did poor Mustafa Ali get... Mustafa Ali comes out, and the crowd just kind of sat there in stunned silence for his entrance. Wow, so not only did they screw Kofi, they screwed Yeah, Mustafa. didn't do... Now, he kind of won them over by the end, though. He did. He absolutely... That's um, two things. First of all, at the beginning of this match, this match had like four or five instances of the crowd just going, we want Kofi. Could you... Just... Anytime there was a lull in what was going on, the crowd started chanting, we want Kofi. I, also, Ali totally brought the crowd around. I, I have to give that props. I'm sitting here, and I'm just, I'm putting myself, like, standing behind that curtain and realizing, like, I'm about to just get, like, dumped on by this crowd, and it's making me, like, it's making me all, like, uncomfortable and nervous just to, like, be in his shoes for a minute and be like, oh, this is not good. Yeah, he goes. Uh, he probably knew. Oh, he had to have known because you're probably. Yeah, he's probably he knew. Because so. you just like this is not what they want. Like, oh man, that just sucks. Yeah, but okay. At one point, Ali did a he did an interview, and Vince told him it says you have this gift that you get people to uh, people um, empathize with you. It's not like they get behind you because you're fighting the bad guy. People like you, and they get behind you, and we can go somewhere with that. Look, I believe it because he brought the crowd. The crowd got behind him in this match. Yeah, they did. And the other thing was I'm sitting here watching it having this thought of, you know, how cool would Kofi Kingston versus Mustafa Ali for the WWE title at Mania be? Because that would be wild. We weren't going to get it. Well, no, because people would actually enjoy that, so we're not allowed to have that. But I'm sitting here thinking, you know, how cool would that be? And, you know, that's not what happened, so. So I see this one about 20 minutes, and um, to me that says this was really good. How would you, since you like the uh, three-way tag match so much... How would you rate this against the tag match? To me, I love this match. This is my favorite match on the show. And it got crazy near the end because you had Mustafa Ali almost trying to kill himself. Mm-hmm. Doing all sorts of moves. Uh, 
his work, big surprise with Daniel Bryan was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the finish was like out of a video game. Oh yeah. What move was Mustafa trying to do? I think Bryan? he was. Um, I think he was. I'd have to go back and look. I think he was trying to do uh, like an Asai moonsault in the ring. Yeah, something but, like that. And then uh, Brian basically just jumped up and drove his knees into his chest. Oh, damn. Yeah, and covered him. It It's a great spot, and it looked just so, like death. So he did like yeah. a he did like a reverse, lo- well, I guess a lung blower is to the back. No, it was his running knee. He got it. Yeah, uh, it was his running, running knee. knee. Hang on. He, didn't, he did um, have a chance to run because he... Cause he he was just doing it from like a standing position, okay. but it still looked brutal. I have a link to the to a gif right here. Ali was going for he was coming off the middle rope with kind of a, a he was he was jumping and turning into a crossbody. So kind of kind of you know kind of like Tom Zink jumping in the imaginary swimming pool thing, except Brian hit his his flying knee. Just I'm why. Ali rotates. Brian leapt. They're at the level of about the top rope whenever Brian's knee hits Ali in the face. Damn, that sounds crazy. Here, I, I, you guys will have to remind me, but whenever we post this, we can post the, the link to the... There's a gif of it on um, Reddit slash r slash squared circle. And it's... God, that would that finish was excellent. This match was excellent. It just so happened to not be happening at the right time. If this match had happened a month ago... Okay, that's nuts. That could have gone really bad if someone had been off there. Yeah. Yeah, it could have, but... Oh, that had to have been brutal, like, full speed. Yeah. It happened fast enough, it was kind of hard to follow. So... So so it was next on this. Uh, uh, <laughs> so okay, can we can we can you explain what happened here? Because as far as I know, they this was supposed to be for the women's title, and then I saw like the women's title wasn't on the mat. This this went like all weird, and I don't know how they got from Raw to this. I, honestly, I almost want to name this situation in almost this this podcast episode it's it, i'm gonna steal a, a a thread title from the the figure four board this is the the becky lynch memorial thread <laughs> because it, they really if if they wanted to bury her i don't know how they could do a better job of booking this garbage so they, there like, was I've, one it, way it could have been so worse. so okay so what happened here i'm guessing is Vince saw the last Jedi and said, "I want that Ryan Johnson guy to book this feud." <laughs> I I'm just really it's this is a feud that should have written you, itself. It yeah, and it would have written itself. It's so hot. It was like everyone wanted to see Becky. Becky was you know the man. She was the hottest act they had in the entire promotion, and might still be. But they have done everything they can to cool her off. I don't. I do not understand their mentality with booking her the way they do. She wins the Royal. First off, they have her lose at the Royal Rumble to Oscar. It's like, okay, well that's, that's fine. fine. I, I guess they're kind of build Oscar back up. 
Then they have her win the Royal Rumble, and it's like, great, that's what everyone wants. They want to see Becky yeah, fight. And, and the, the Royal Rumble win more than makes up for her losing to Asuka. Like, the Asuka loss doesn't matter at that point, because people yeah. got what they wanted. And clearly that they've, uh, since they've had them interacting, it, clearly the... The, the goal is for Becky versus Ronda. And I even understood the concepts or the ideas put forth that it's like, well, you need to add Charlotte to the match because you want to get both Charlotte and Becky over because Ronda theoretically is leaving. It's like, okay, like I liked it just as Becky versus Ronda, but fine. You want to make it a three the way? Other, you want to make it a three way? That can work. The other theory, there's a code. I've been reading up on, on some of the, the words that have been floating around here. The other reason Charlotte was added was because apparently Vince was really concerned if someone got hurt, he didn't want this potential main event to get sunk. Okay, I guess I, I, don't, I don't know. That but sounds the, like that sounds like a spin to me, but it it does. But and then here's the other thing that gets me because this is something Meltzer said. Becky is like everyone's favorite woman that works in the office now. If that's the case, how do we have this finish? So what yeah, was, how do we get this? What was the finish here? Because I saw that she won by well, DQ, and I was just well, like, why? Yeah. Okay, so first off, before we even get there, it's like I don't understand why they're booking it. Okay, you could even – if you want to do – if you want to put her in the role of Stone Cold where management's trying to screw her over, just do it that way. You don't need to be like, oh, she also has 25 different injuries. Can she yeah. even make it to WrestleMania? You're just making her look weak. Like, yeah. you should not have your hottest act that everyone wants to see just kick people's ass. And you have her come out there hobbling on a crutch for this yeah. match. And then you have this match, and it's, you know, it, it's it's a not a good match because, you know, she's supposed to be injured. And then at the end, this is what the finish was, Brad. You had Ronda Rousey come out, and I guess because you know she has beef with, with Becky, like she comes out and she basically like what she assaults Becky. She punches but, Becky once. Yeah, yeah, like just that's it. Not like she's you know she's beaten on her continuously. Just once in front of the referee, enough to draw the DQ so that Becky wins. And because she wins, she's now in the Raw women's match which is again complete horseshit to begin with because she won the fucking royal rumble if if you're going to have the royal rumble stipulation which is the stipulation they've had for like what 25 goddamn years and the viable nine i think was the first one okay so if you're going to have the goddamn stipulation be that the winner of the royal rumble man or woman is gets a, a shot at wrestlemania for the title then actually hold up to the step, not like, well, yeah, you won, but you're actually you're not in the match. You have to you have to beat this a person in this throwaway match at a fucking pay per view. That's garbage to begin with. But so, that's the thing. And so that's okay. So they had they had Ronda like hit her to draw the DQ, and even that as dumb as it is, you could kind of like let that slide. Except that what they did was they just had Becky kind of stand up and be like, oh, I'm happy. I'm going to WrestleMania. And it's like, no, if you're really playing it true to character, she should be pissed off. She should be immediately trying to attack Ronda, all of that. But no, it's just like, she's happy with that nonsense DQ win. So what happened with the belt? I thought like Ronda like vacated the belt last week or something. No, 
Apparently it, no. Apparently not. Yeah. So was so did was that just never explained on screen? Like what what mm-hmm. happened there? Because I never I heard came, him talk about it. Because I came out of Raw with an impression of what happened there, and then the belt wasn't on the line here, and it seemed like she was still the champion. Like, it, it would did I just like misread like how they played that out last week or something? Yeah, it's they did a very very poor job. But yes, she she did not relinquish the title. She's still the champion, and now I guess it's a three way again. And the. Uh... The other thing that I have read about this is that the um, in this in this feud they're only booking week to week. Like the only thing that they know long term is well, we want to have these three at Mania, but they don't have their path laid out. So they're just doing this week to week booking, and it shows. Because like, oh, that's, that's we'll just so do ridiculous. this. And let me let me let me let me take another wild stab because I don't think I've seen it come up again. I take it they've never once mentioned how Becky laid her out back in like November and October when that's, they invaded. That's that's why that's where the whole beef between them really came from, and then that's supposedly why Becky picked Rhonda is to to look at her and go, nope, this is uh, and, and Becky's like, no. Because I'm coming after you, I know I can get you. And then Rhonda's pissed about it because she didn't like being reminded of it. That's my understanding of where it was supposed to start from. This is just the dumb. Like, why can't why couldn't they do this right? I I'm with Matt. This is the most convoluted way I've ever seen someone who won the Royal Rumble get a match at Mania. I, well, how I, did how did yeah. how did Vince? Do you, I know it was Russo, but. They so in '99 when Vince won the Royal Rumble, they did the they did the cage match with him and Austin, and then Big Show threw Austin out of the cage, and that's how he got the title shot back, right? Yes, I okay. think I so think that's, that's right because that was the only thing that came to my mind of a winner not actually getting their title shot, and that was during the Russo years. But even that like made sense. Look, well, in which case that was a contest for a prize it just so happened that it was the prize of the title shot that comes with the rumble so that was still there it was just happened to be put on the line every other instance of someone winning the rumble it has been a no questions this is going forward there is nothing that can override this except maybe like Shawn michaels also signs his name to the contract one year so let me, but let that me didn't s- invalidate that didn't invalidate who won the rumble. So did this happen to like complete silence the whole time? No, I mean people are still behind Becky. This uh, did kind of like kill the crowd again. It did, yeah, because the the ending was stupid. So that was last. That was the raw before this. Where like it just seemed like the entire promotion went off the rails with like the Shield reunion and like all that other nonsense they did. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it. And also, can we can we um can we talk about this next match and how Drew McIntyre turned on um, Dolph Ziggler because he wanted to do his own thing and now he's back in a stable like. Yeah, he's he's second bananaing a guy like a month later. Yeah, that's. Okay, so they they do the, the they do the shield reunion thing, 
incidentally, they're like Roman's talking about it on Raw. He's like, I want to get them together one more time at, at Fastlane before Mania. And Seth's like, Yeah, man, you know what? You're right. Life's too short. I'm in. And they can't. They're they're gonna try and bring Dean around to it. And Dean won't do it, and he's trying to walk out. And that's when these three show up, and they're like, oh, isn't that too bad? And Roman, what were you trying to get the band back together for, exactly? Because you didn't have opponents, and instead we're doing this. Um, and Dean's trying to leave, and, you know, it's it's hilariously funny to see Dean trying to leave, and then they're beating up on the other two guys, and Dean turns around <laughs> And there's no sound on him. He's standing in the crowd, but you see Dean with the camera on him go, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) So we get to have this match, which is the, it is a foregone conclusion match. Um, And so you get to have this happen. It happened. It would... It's so weird to me that a team that just debuted six years ago has had, what, two or three nostalgia runs? They've had far too many. Yeah. I don't... I don't understand how you have a nostalgia run for a team that's that's been around, you know, that debuted less than a decade ago. Am, am Am I, like, totally crazy pants on this? No, you're not wrong. Okay. They... They've been on the roster, the main roster. When did they debut? Like six years ago, seven? Coming up on seven? It was... And they've already had like five or six different... It was the middle... It's coming up on seven. Yeah. So they've reformed a number of times. And it's kind of like, well, the, what? I guess it's that time of year again. Yeah. Spring comes around, love is in the air, and the shield reforms. But... Now, what are and then and then Corbin Lashley and McIntyre? I had forgotten. Like I know Corbin's still wearing the same gear because I guess that's what he was wearing during his his most quote unquote successful period. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. He's got like like I don't like Danish heavy metal style entrance music, and he comes out wearing a you know like a waistcoat. Or a vest. It's like these don't go together, and that that was the first thought I had when everybody started showing up. And then here comes a shield, and the shield does shield things, like they always do, and the match ends exactly how you think it was going to, except Drew McIntyre took a. You could tell he got a nasty stinger on that table spot. Because he's there and he's selling, and then the camera comes back to him, and he's holding his neck and he's flexing his right hand, which means that he's trying to feel and make sure that it's still working, or he's trying to work feeling back into it. So something happened to his neck there. And then, you know, you had this, and it's like, okay, that's how you're closing out the show. And then right after the show, they announce that The Shield will address WWE Universe on Raw. And like, didn't you guys just have the? Is this Return of the King? Are we going to have like six false endings here? <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. And yet, the other goofy thing, Meltzer says that Ambrose is still leaving. With as much as they were overselling it, I thought they'd resigned him. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what uh, allegedly is going to happen. We'll see. Sorry, I know I kind of went on a soapbox there for a while. but Oh, no, I mean, I went on a soapbox a minute ago. Your, your soapbox was, first of all, accurate, and second of all, entertainingly accurate. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, it's. It, I'm going to... Uh, there's not a whole lot more we can say about this, right? I mean, it, it was a S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion, and it happened. I thought the match... To me, the match started off just like a, a raw match. Uh, it did get better as it went on, so there is that. Like I can't, I won't fault it for that. But um, I don't know. I just, I'm not, I'm not as big into the Shield anymore. Like I, they've, they've okay. brought them back too much. You, know, you know what I would have done here? I would have had, I would have had them win, and then I would have had Reigns immediately turn and Superman punch Dean. And then go on Raw and be like, man, the guy said I deserve leukemia. Fuck him. And then, <laughs> and then do them at Mania and then send Dean off into the sunset. I don't know, man. They won't do that, though, because they, no. they, I think that they would feel like that's too heelish. But but they, but they, I mean... But, he, well, you're right. They would have an absolute like explanation as to why. It, but and, and they've never really done Reigns and Dean as a... No, I really haven't. As a one-on-one. But, I mean, yeah, it would be heelish in the moment, but I think most fans would remember that because that's been kind of the reaction. But then just have him be like, like, screw you, dude. Like, you said I deserve leukemia. Yeah. Listen, before we, we wrap this episode up, I want to go back on one thing. I'm, I want to go back to the 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 Becky, Ronda, Charlotte thing. Because ever since Becky has kind of changed gears she has been killing it on social media right like it's she's been amazing at this stuff right so here's my question uh, who in the hell either gave the green light to or did not stop Rhonda from posting these kayfabe killing oh it's all scripted nobody here can actually step to me messages well, they kind of did that on the show, though, so I think it's been... They did that kind of on Raw, so... Did they? And I missed it? Is it yeah. is, is that the is that the build now of 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 um, Rhonda being like, this isn't real, these these folks can't step to me, it's all scripted, and it's like, so you, you're going to insult the fans of your own product? Is that how we're doing this now? Because they did... They did... They did that double whammy of Triple H and her doing the shooty shoot. No, it's really real now. Blah 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 thing. Uh, it is mania season. Triple H is going to do that with somebody. But what the hell, right? That's that's first. It's insulting to your fan base because it's like, oh, the fans don't know the difference. Dirt, dirt, like the genie's out of the bottle there. But on the other hand, hey. It's just insulting to everybody on the roster you work with. And I don't care how bad a person you are if the entire locker room turns on you. My problem with it is, and we kind of we kind of had talked about this on social media after after the um, after it happened. I know your problems with saying it's fake, but my problem with them doing this is is. I know I know what's going on, like I know it's the 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 results are predetermined and there's a script. But I don't want to be told that. Like, I just want to pretend. Just, yeah, let us enjoy the show, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
or do like what Chikara does and just be like absurd because it's not real anyway. So just make your own universe and do crazy shit with it. But I mean, even in the, even there in Chikara, they don't break kayfabe. No, and I God. mean, I mean, Hydra from Chikara used to do blog posts on MySpace, and it was just him going rar 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 <laughs> over and over again. Right. What the, I just I don't know who thought this was a good idea. I don't know. It's like Vince Russo came back. Like that's what this feels like. Vince Russo claimed that he was contacted about coming back to work again. I take anything Vince Russo says with I don't know an entire shaker of salt. But part of it's kind of like God. Did, did maybe something actually? happen here i don't No, i think they're just i think they're just they're trying to be like they're trying to be so clever with this stuff that they're just being stupid uh, that last part is i completely they are being stupid and i but, just don't know but this stuff with like triple h and his annual mania feud that usually like under delivers like when people think that he's like this grand savior for when Vince comes in, like look at his programs like the last eight years a little more closely and realize that that's the guy that you have all this faith in. Yeah, there's there's a certain amount of believed mystique that goes on in that. But you know what? If, if it's getting somebody new or if it's getting an up-and-comer over, I'm okay with it. My problem is that's not typically what's happening. At least that's just not what's going on. So I don't know. So fast lane, um, fast lane was there were the there was a lot that was in fast lane that was a lot of fun. Oh, we had one other thing we were going to touch on, um, and we'll do this real quick. Are we talking about Roman truthers? Yeah. <laughs> is that what is that what is there is there like a online collo- colloquial term for the I can't say that word. Is there an online terminology for them because that's just kind of what I Roman them in truthers. My head. Roman truthers seems to be the the uh, kind of go-to term for it. Okay, cool. So I haven't seen a lot of this online, but I've heard people talking about it, so I've been kind of exposed to it through some discussions about it, but I can't really say that, like... I think the people doing this are absurd, but I can understand how they came to that conclusion, because they did kind of handle it like an angle. When Meltzer said that this was um, a bad way to handle it, I think that this is kind of part of what he was seeing, even if he didn't say it. When he said this was not a good way to handle it, this is this is bad. The idea that um, this kind of stuff could come of it, um, yeah, I think he saw that coming. Yeah. And, so, and I think too, like. Um... I don't think people realize how much cancer treatments advanced in the last decade because a lot of people can go through chemo now and not really have any adverse reactions to it. And he might not have even 
he might have like a lot of people just take a pill for their chemo treatment now. So um, him not losing his hair or having any real like severe visible signs that he went through treatment really isn't like an indication of anything. Matt, let me let me throw it over to you because you you have you have more regular familiarity with medical stuff than I do. What's your? Uh, so yeah, I actually in my day job actually do. I'm not a. I've, I've expressed before. I'm, I don't have any sort of medical degree, but I do look at a lot of medical records um, a lot of the time. So that's true. That uh, treatment for cancer has been pretty. It's advanced quite a bit. Um, I think that people still think it's like the severe thing, which in fairness, it can be. Uh, it, but Dave Meltzer has gotten some grief, but I think he's been accurate in some of his reporting that it's like the type of leukemia that Roman had. Uh, there are different types, and depending upon the type is what the sort of treatment he would get. And it seems like reading between the lines, it seems like he probably just had to get a form of chemotherapy uh, that might have just been, it might honestly have been as simple as just he, he had to take a pill. And I think that that's apparently what happened, and he seems to have responded well, uh, thankfully. Uh, but yeah, when people think now, they think, you know, you're going to be irradiated, basically, and you're going to lose all this muscle mass and everything like that. Uh, and sometimes that's true. Like, I actually, I have a friend who, unfortunately, she she experienced cancer in the last year. She had to get treatment. Uh, she's doing fine now, but she did have to, she lost some of her hair. She lost weight because there are kind of strong side effects to this treatment. I think that's what people were expecting. I mean, I think I, I personally is a little shocked that, you know, he's back in like what, five months that I don't five to six months because I don't know when he found out like, yeah, was back. That to me was kind of because even if he's just taking medication, I I, I would have figured there were some side effects that would have caused some issues. Um, I, in the medical role, like I've seen, like that's that's not uncommon to have side effects. Which, it, not that it would completely disrupt your life, but I would have thought the side effects would have been at least significant enough that he probably couldn't go out and do this incredibly physical activity well, like I mean, like pro wrestling if you think about it though so he took four to six weeks of treatment four to six weeks to recoup that gives him about six weeks of weight training to get the tone back and um that seems doable especially yeah. if he didn't like lose much mass or worked out during the the treatment too i will say um in all fairness my wife is kind of a roman <laughs> truther um just because she doesn't really watch wrestling uh but she had heard through me that he had got cancer and like again five months later he's back and wrestling on a pay-per-view and she's kind of like what like did did he really have cancer i'm like no he had cancer she's like i don't know about that why is he back wrestling in five months and it's i think again it's the kind of the misconception of what treatment is out there now well let's that we He's, don't know how severe, like yeah. it came back, but like, you know, there's a reason there are different stages that are applied to it as well. So we don't know how early it was caught and we don't know how severe it was when he started treatment. Well, if, if you're on a chemo pill, all it does is 
it suppresses your immune system and there's not really any other severe um, side effects from that. Mm -hmm. So if they put him on a pill, he might have just needed like the time off to see how he responded and, you know, never actually had to give up like training or anything like that. So, well, being able to not have to travel being able to to stay at home and kind of weather that sort of stuff and someone who works out a lot probably uses that as a form of therapy if if you know if they're up for it i'm just this is just conjecture but look it, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility and with folks who are as fit as the people we see on tv their bodies in you know when when stuff happens, that's that's some of the best, um, you know, that's some of the best conditions you could probably have for it, right? Well, and truth be told, though, you don't really see that much of his body, so he could actually have some some total loss that we just don't see. Um, possible because like because like he, it's possible he could have kept his arms up, but like you could see, like his abs or something could be a little like there could be some flab on his you know, torso and stuff we're not seeing. Maybe, but... So, look, the problem is that the people that are probably saying this are probably very jaded fans. So if... The reason that I'm not... I I can't cast doubt on something like this because part of me can't believe they do something this scummy. Of everything they've done, I can't believe they do this scumball. I don't think he would. I don't think he would go for that. Yeah. Like on a personal level, either. And there's also the the other side to it is, and and Brad pointed this out um, a little while back. Didn't they? Someone try something like this uh, in in um, world class in Texas, like with a heart attack or something. Oh, Fritz did that. Uh- Oh, and, with the with Gino Hernandez or um, no Fritz faked a heart attack on air. Oh Fritz, oh, okay. And how how bad the backlash to that was? Well, they did that in WCW with Ric Flair, and that did not they, fare well either. No, it didn't. So there's enough to there's enough background out there that everyone ought to know. This is not something you even joke about. Like just just leave it alone because. This will blow up in your face. If, if word ever gets out, if word ever gets out that it was a work, this uh, people will march on this company with torches and pitchforks. There's like, no way I can I can buy this. I feel like if it was a planned angle, like for as much as we talk about their incompetence, I don't think they would have bungled the aftermath nearly as badly as they did. Oh, what's that? That's not Occam's Razor. That's a different... Well, yeah, there's a, there's a different term for that, but I, I kind of agree with you. If they so, anyway, on that incredibly delightful note, <laughs> was there anything else you guys wanted to to wrap on this episode? Uh, join us next week, guys. We're gonna have a special guest that has been talked about in hushed. Um hushed rumor on this show since the beginning um we're going to be talking some current product we're going to be looking at some of the the mania weekend shows um 
So join us. It's going to be quite fun. There's going to be some Joey Janela spring break talk because he is just putting together another incredible clusterfuck of a show that should be brilliant. So, so, all right. Well, guys, um, this is Shad with Matt and Brad. We've been in three corners. You're in the fourth. We'd love to hear from you. Hit us up on social media, and we'll catch you next time. Okay. All right. Hit the stop button.